Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It's your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Bruins podcast where we discuss all things black and gold, as well as take a look around the NHL, and oh boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today. That's right, hockey is coming back, and we'll be here in less than one month. How exciting is that? The NHL and the NHLPA made the announcement on Sunday, and we will break that all down Today on the podcast is Monday, December 21st. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Now, as I mentioned, we're going to obviously take a deep dive into all the news that came out from the NHL over the weekend about the 2021 regular season and playoffs. Uh, usually on Mondays over the last several weeks, we've done the who wore it best series where we look at, uh, a range of 10 numbers to see which Bruins have worn those Jersey numbers and who wore them best. Uh, I'm going to bump that to tomorrow's episode, seeing as there's so much to talk about today. First of all, however, I want to remind you that the podcast is of course available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts is what I use for my Android phone. Do subscribe and each new episode will be automatically put in your feed for you to download, listen and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. If you don't already subscribe, you would have missed all the other Who Wore It Best episodes. I recently talked to Carolyn Pilch, the GM of the Boston Pride. Uh, Rich Peverly, and um, yeah, you can go back and listen to all those great episodes as well. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can find it at LO underscore Boston Bruins, and you can also find the podcast on Instagram at Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm Ian McLaren, like I mentioned. You can find me on both platforms at Ian C. McLaren. For those of you new to the podcast or not familiar with me, I've been a lifelong Bruins fan and have been writing about hockey for over a decade now on various platforms, the Hockey Writers, SB Nation. I worked for five years as a hockey news editor at The Score and um, yeah, have been hosting this podcast now for well over a year and so excited to have hockey to be talking about again. So let's Let's jump into that, shall we? On Sunday, the NHL and the Players Association reached an agreement to play a 56-game regular season beginning on January 13th, 2021 and ending on May the 8th. Commissioner Gary Bettman said the NHL looks forward to opening our 2020-21 season. Well, it's just going to be 2021, Gary. Especially since the return to play in 2019-20, was so successful in crowning a Stanley Cup champion. While we are aware of the challenges ahead, as was the case last spring and summer, we are continuing to prioritize the health and safety of our participants and the communities in which we live and play. And as was the case last spring and summer, 
I thank the NHLPA, particularly Executive Director Don Fear, for working cooperatively with us to get our league back on the ice. All of this, of course, is within the context of the COVID-19 pandemic, which unfortunately is experiencing a pretty uh, significant surge up here in Canada. Uh, It's been pretty bad south of the border for quite a while, but that hasn't really deterred anything to date. And, uh, you know, they were able to pull off the bubble scenario for the playoffs, whether they can do it as safely and successfully while playing in individual cities. Well, that's pretty unlikely, I would imagine. There will be some COVID cases, I'm sure, uh, but hopefully they're able to do it relatively uh, safely. Now, there are still a couple things to be determined because of COVID-19, but let's just jump in right now to some key aspects that we do know for certain. So here are some critical dates. Training camps will open for last season's seven non-playoff teams beginning on December 31st. On January 3rd, training camps will open for the remaining 24 teams, including our Boston Bruins. The NHL trade deadline will occur on April 12th. The regular season will end on May 8th. On May 11th, the Stanley Cup playoffs will begin. The last possible day to award the Stanley Cup will be July 15th, and that is in order to free up NBC's schedule for the Summer Olympics, which were bumped from last year. On July 21st, the Seattle Kraken will conduct their expansion draft. The regular NHL draft will take place on July 23rd and 24th in a location to be determined. And then on July 28th, free agency will begin. And in October of 2021, the next regular season is scheduled to begin. So all of this is kind of with a view to getting back to a regular, normal hockey calendar for the 2021-22 season. Now, of course, as Gary Bettman mentioned, both sides are going to be flexible and adaptive to ensure compliance with local and national health and safety directives for their players and game-related personnel. And one of those flexible pieces is the divisional alignment. There will be four temporary divisions for the 2020-2021 season, and those are as follows. We have the We the North division, or as I'm going to call it, Winterfell, which is an all-Canadian division. Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. The West Division will comprise of Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. So here we have Minnesota and St. Louis kind of shifting west to make way for teams in the new Central Division, which is made up of Carolina, Florida, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, and Nashville. So you see a lot of overlap between some Eastern and Western teams here for sure. The East Division, which is where our Boston Bruins will call home, is 
made up of, of course, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the New York Islanders, the New York Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So basically Boston and Buffalo uh, moving from the old Atlantic to the Metro in lieu of uh, Carolina and Columbus. So that will be a tough division to be sure. How it will break down is that each of the Canadian teams will play each other 10 times. And in the other divisions, the teams will play each other eight times. So we can expect eight games between our Boston Bruins and each of the other seven Eastern Division teams. The playoffs will consist of 16 teams in a best-of-seven four-round format that will conclude no later than July 15th, as I mentioned. The top four teams in each division will qualify, featuring intra-divisional matchups in the first two rounds, so one versus four, two versus three, and then uh, the top four teams that advance will meet in a, um, you know, the conference finals to determine who will go to the Stanley Cup final. So unlike the old, or I guess the more permanent division alignment, there will be no wild card here. It's all one to four, meaning the Bruins will have to, yeah, be better than at least four of the um, Eastern Division teams in order to advance the playoffs. And we'll get more into what all this means for our Bruins here in a moment. But before we do, I want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is quite simply the best tasting protein bar ever. It has 18 amazing flavors. Some are nut and some are non-nut. All are gluten-free. All are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft, easy to chew, and quite simply, delicious. Built Bar, however, is also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on the keto diet. Let's look at the cookies and cream bar, for example. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams net carbs. Now, if you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's go. Before we move on to what all of this means specifically for our Boston Bruins, I want to mention again that tomorrow's podcast, you can expect the Which Bruins Wore a Best series to pick up. We'll look at numbers 30 through 39. And then prior to uh, the Christmas break, hope to have a friend of the pod on to have a chat just to kind of yeah look ahead at what the Bruins have uh, in store and also yeah just to just to catch up so that should be uh, really fun and something to look forward to maybe we'll give out some you know Christmas presents for the Bruins and something like that now let's talk for a moment here about what all this means for our Boston Bruins when it comes to training camp which will begin on January 3rd there will be 36 players in attendance plus an unlimited number of goaltenders. So that means you might see, well, you will see Dan Vlader in camp. We could also see Kyle Kieser. Uh, Jeremy Swayman might be invited. 
as well as um, Callum Booth. When it comes to the regular season, teams will be allowed to carry three goalies, so the Bruins will have a decision to make in terms of who will be sent down to Providence and who they'll want to keep up as kind of that extra backup goalie. Won't get a lot of playing time, so it might make sense to have Callum Booth up as he's a bit older, probably not in the Bruins' long-term plans. He's only signed for one year, uh, so maybe he'll stay up as that extra goalie to give uh, Vlader, Kieser, Swayman some more time down on uh, down on the farm or, or wherever they're going to play this year. The Bruins will also have a taxi squad just like every other team. And what that means is there will be a minimum of four players and a maximum of six players that will be carried on the roster um, as taxi squad members. It's, so it's not an expanded roster per se. What it means is waivers will be required for players who would require waivers to be loaned to the minors in order to activate and deactivate them. Recalls for NHL games will have to occur before 5 p.m. That excludes the goalies if less than two goalies are available to play for the team. So if a goalie is injured, then uh, the extra goalie can just be added to the roster. Taxi squad members can practice with the NHL team, join team activities. They can travel with the team, although that's not required. They cannot practice or join activities other than than those with an NHL team. So they can't play or practice with, say, the Providence Bruins, for example, if they are on the taxi squad. If the taxi squad player is deemed unfit to play due to injury, illness, COVID isolation, the team can request they do not count toward the six-player limit, and they can be replaced, I would guess. In terms of the cap hit, well, the effect on the team's cap hit while on the taxi squad is the equivalent to if the player were playing in the minors, so the cap hit is therefore buried. Players injured while on the taxi squad are assumed to have been injured while in the minors. If you're on a one-way contract, standard NHL salary rate applies. If you're on a two-way contract, then you get the minors' salary while on the, the taxi squad. So that you know, would affect players, say, like Carson Kuhlman, Zach Sinishin, um, guys like that who maybe bubble players to make the NHL roster, but maybe better serve playing full-time down in the AHL. The Bruins will have some decisions to make in regards to whether to keep them on the taxi squad uh, and perhaps not have them play full-time or, uh, yeah, just to send them back down. Uh, if and when the AHL resumes, and to have them playing full-time. So, yeah, some decisions will have to be made there. It's kind of like the Black Aces in the playoffs, um, where, you know, these guys are able to practice and travel and be with the team, not necessarily getting a chance to play, although, you know, there probably will be more opportunities to play this season because of COVID isolations, injuries, and things like that. Like I mentioned before, the Bruins are in a new look division that consists of the Sabres, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. 
We all know that the Penguins and Capitals have owned that division for quite some time. The Philadelphia Flyers were very strong last season and, of course, ended up with the top seed heading into the playoffs because of a successful qualifying round. Uh, The New York Islanders were a playoff team last year. The Rangers are on the up and up and have added, uh, you know, top prospect Alexis Lafreniere. Uh, So they're going to be tough to handle. Uh, The Devils also a bit on the up and up, but I would expect that um, the Devils and the Sabres will probably be penciled in as bottom four teams. So that leaves the Bruins to fight with the likes of the, the two New York teams the two Pennsylvania teams, and the Capitals for a playoff spot. And of course, as we get closer to the regular season, we will do more previews and uh, kind of assess where the Bruins stack up in relation to the East Division. Now, hockey gods willing, the Bruins will advance through the East Division, make it to the Final Four. It should be noted that in the semifinal round, the four teams that advance to the semifinal round would be seeded by their regular season point total. So they would be reseeded based on that, which means another one versus four, two versus three scenario. One team from each division will advance there. So that means one Canadian team is guaranteed to advance to the final four. Um, and then, you know, There could be a scenario where, say, Boston, who was previously fighting with the Leafs and Lightning to emerge from the Atlantic Division, all three of those teams could feasibly um, advance to the semifinal round. It would be crazy to think of, say, Boston, Tampa, St. Louis, and Toronto in the Final Four, or it could set up you know, even wildly a, a Montreal-Boston Stanley Cup final or even semifinal round. Uh, so that would be uh, pretty cool to see. So, yeah, Boston, if they advance to the semifinal round, could be matched up with whatever winner comes out of any of those other divisions. And that could really set up some intriguing uh, possibilities when it comes to that round. But, of course, the Bruins will have to get there to begin with. Now, before we get into the latest on Zdeno Chara and some remaining free agents that may continue to pique Don Sweeney's interest, I want to tell you about a new sponsor that we have here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is Bet Online. You may be a college football fan as we head into the bowl season or the NHL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. I also recommend that you visit our good friends and exclusive partner at BetOnline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Again, that's sign up for a free account at betonline.ag 
Use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So now that we have a formal announcement about the NHL's return, that means that trade, signing, cap relief season can recommence. And just this morning, Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic uh, shared a bit of a update on Zidane Chara. LeBron heard from Chara's agent, Matt Keaton, on Sunday, and he said the Bruins have been very communicative with us about how they see things moving forward. Now that we, being Chara, his agent, his family, know the format of the season, we will be assessing Z's options going forward. To me, that reads like this. The Bruins have kind of made it known they value Chara's leadership and would like to have him back on a bonus-laden contract, minimal cap hit, and in a limited role because they want to see what they have in uh, Yerho Vakanainen, Jacobs Borrell, Matt Grizzlick, etc. They also have John Moore under contract as a left-hand defenseman who they might like to showcase in order to trade at some point. From Chara's perspective... He's probably deciding at the moment whether he wants to accept that limited role and, uh, you know, less dollars with the Bruins, or if he wants to consider signing with another team, or if it's just all a bit too much at this point, and he's willing to step away as a member of the Boston Bruins. I think, you know, it's not going to be a bubble, which is beneficial uh it'd still be kind of somewhat of a normal experience won't have to travel as much there'll be no west coast travel this year it'll all be contained within the eastern division uh bubble so to speak so does he want to come back one last kick at the can with the bruins uh does he have an appetite for a bigger role sign on with another team in presumably that division the rangers have apparently been hot on his trail or um, you know, is it just a situation where it's uh, not worth the risk uh, for his health, for his family to play during a pandemic? There won't be fans in the stands in Boston to begin with. There could be at some point. Uh, but, you know, all of it is something for him to consider. And I would expect we'll get a decision here in the next uh, few days or so. And, and you can be sure that we will Break that down here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Now, when it comes to other free agents out there, Mike Hoffman jumps out as the best option. 29 goals, 30 assists in 69 games last season, 0.86 point per game average. Only 30 years old and would be uh, a great pickup for a team like the Boston Bruins looking to add some more offensive flair. Will he accept a lower rate to sign with the Bruins for a year? Who knows? But, uh, you know, he's still out there and would be a great pickup for a team like the Boston Bruins. Carl Soderberg still out there uh, as a former Bruin. Mikael Granlund, those are probably some of the bigger names out there. Uh, Andreas Athanasiu is out there as a speedy wing option. 
uh, Eric Haula, Sammy Vatnin on the blue line. Uh, but there's also a lot of restricted free agents who need new deals as well, including Matthew Berzel, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Anthony Sorelli, Dylan Strom. Uh, yeah, those are some of the big guys who are going to need new deals. And so over the next couple of weeks, we could see a lot of action in terms of teams clearing up some space. Uh, there's a bunch of teams that are projected to be over the cap at the moment, including uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Vancouver Canucks, St. Louis Blues, Toronto Maple Leafs, Capitals, the Golden Knights. The Bruins still have a bit of space left, about $3 million, uh, in cap space, and therefore could still have some wheeling and dealing to do. Again, Dominic Tiano last week wrote a piece outlining how it could be possible for the Bruins to sign both Chara and Hoffman. That would be pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I would expect a lot of movement over the next couple of weeks as teams look to shore up their lineups as well as uh, make everybody fit under the cap. And uh, I'm very excited to see what happens here with our Boston Bruins. Uh, when it comes to Zidane Chara. I'm of two minds, really. I think he obviously has lost a step or two. He could be an effective defenseman on the third pair, especially killing penalties, um, maybe coming on the ice the last couple of minutes of a game if the opposition has pulled their goalie, locking things down in the defensive end. Um, I also do want to see what the Bruins have in Jacobs Borrell primarily, but also maybe your Hovakinainen, although maybe he's a, a year or two away. Uh, would a trio on the left side of Grizzlick, Zborl, and Chara be effective? I think so. And then you have McAvoy, Carlo, uh, Kevin Miller, Connor Clifton on the left, on the right side, sorry. Um, that wouldn't be too bad, I don't think. Uh, but again, it all depends on what Chara wants to do. And whether the Bruins are willing to to bring him back, really. Um, and I think they would be just to have their captain back for that leadership in the room to kind of shepherd these young guys along. Uh, but if he chooses to sign elsewhere, I don't think they would begrudge that or be too upset about that. Um, but again, yeah, time time will tell and we'll kind of we'll see what happens here over the next few days. It's all going to come together pretty quickly. January 13th is only, let's see here, one, two, about three weeks away, uh, three and a half weeks away. So uh, it could be a very interesting uh, few weeks as we gear up for that and a very interesting season, uh, a memorable one. It'll kind of be like the bubble playoff format but just yeah 56 games eight games against seven teams only and then playoffs only in that division the only time you'll play teams outside of your division would be if you advance to the stanley cup semifinals uh, so that'll be pretty cool stay locked on to all the bruins news by subscribing to locked on boston bruins you can also subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast to get all the latest from a league-wide perspective. There's a new Locked On 
fantasy NHL podcast you should subscribe to, Locked on Bets, to get all the latest from betonline.ag. And uh, a lot of exciting stuff coming up here in the Locked On world. So please do uh, jump aboard and, uh, yeah, get into it. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode, Who Wore It Best, numbers 30 through 39, and, of course, any breaking news in Bruins land. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. I hope you have a great Monday and are keeping well, staying safe, and we have hockey to talk about again. Very exciting, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, friends. Peace.